This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Van Gelder Technologies is a U.S.-based custom software development company specializing in cross-platform mobile applications, web applications, and desktop programs. Leveraging open-source frameworks, they quickly and effectively build custom software solutions that are tailor-made to fit your specific needs. There's no need for new Christendom companies to be content with offering subpar mobile or web experiences. Van Gelder Technologies can help you build better software for the glory of God. You can learn more, view examples of their work, or get in touch at www.vangelder.tech. That's V-A-N-G-E-L-D-E-R dot T-E-C-H. Van Gelder Technologies, where technology and tradition meet. Now, let's get to the news And Tucker Carlson takes down Nikki Haley with a brutal video, as Tucker Carlson normally does. In the wake of the Iowa caucuses, there are a lot of interesting reactions, including those who believe that President Donald Trump is now the likely nominee that Vivek Ramaswamy and Senator Ted Cruz, who both endorsed Trump. Vivek even went on the road with him to New Hampshire to encourage people to vote for him. Tucker Carlson, who is supportive of Trump, noted that Trump's win was historic, but the media was dealing with it with some pretty hilarious reactions, with Chris Wallace looking sick and Joy Reid blaming white Christians in Iowa and calling them racist. They were very upset, he observed, but he warned that Haley might do better in New Hampshire that she had been spending far more money than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis there. She also has the support of New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. He said a lot of Haley's money came from committed Democrat partisans. She's gotten money from people like Democratic mega-donor Reid Hoffman, who has been a supporter of Joe Biden, a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, by the way, and the guy who funded the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. Never change, Tucker. As always, you can find the link to Tucker's video in my show notes, or of course you can find him on X. Moving on, federal government to spend $700,000 on trans-inclusive sex ed for 14-year-olds. The Department of Health and Human Services, or the HHS, is awarding nearly $700,000 in taxpayer money to back pregnancy prevention programs for young girls who identify as boys, warning that heteronormative sexual education is inadequate. The $698,736 grant, to be precise, which began in September of 2023 and will continue until June of 2027, according to the government disclosures, will be allocated to the Center for Innovative Public Health Research, a nonprofit that seeks to create an inclusive teen pregnancy program for transgender boys. Youth who are assigned female at birth are at risk for negative sexual health outcomes, yet are effectively excluded from sexual health programs because gender-diverse youth do not experience the cisgender heteronormative teen sexual education messaging available to them as salient or applicable, the award description claims. The Center for Innovative Public Health Research aims to provide sex education via a program called Girl to Girl, which the organization describes as a text messaging-based sex health program designed for cisgender minority girls aged 14 to 18. The center will then test the resulting adaption in the national cohort of 700 trans-identified AFAB youth 14 to 18 years of age, measuring their use of contraception and testing for STDs as well as pregnancy rates. The funding from the HHS specifically comes from the National Institutes of Health's National Institute of Nursing Research, 
The National Institute of Nursing Research was given authority to spend a total of $57 million in taxpayer money in fiscal year of 2024. The Center for Innovative Public Health Research is slated to receive another $1.4 million from HHS to develop a population-based HIV prevention program for trans girls, specifying that the program will address the lack of gender-inclusive HIV prevention programming. Messaging will be gender-affirming and will reduce internalized transphobia, the award description adds. But the award for nearly $700,000 is not the only action that the HHS has taken to push transgenderism. The Daily Wire previously revealed that the National Institutes of Health, or the NIH, a sub-agency of the HHS, funded a study on the use of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormone treatment to the tune of $3 million, despite transgender children's hospitals admitting that the practice could result in permanent sterilization. And in the same vein, Maine moves to create sanctuary state for child sex changes. A Maine Judiciary Committee will decide on Wednesday morning whether a bill permitting minors to travel to the state to seek sex changes and granting the state custody over children will move to the floor. LD 1735, also called an act to safeguard gender-affirming health care, was introduced to the House of Representatives in the state April of 2023 by Rep. Lori Osher of Orano and is co-sponsored by Reps Aaron Sheehan of Biddeford, Nina Milken of Blue Hill, Suzanne Salisbury of Westbrook, Mark Worth of Ellsworth, and Rep. Matt Moonen of Portland, as well as Senator Ann Carney of Cumberland. Courage is a Habit, a group fighting for parental rights in states across the nation, is leading an effort to stop this bill. Alvin Louie, president of Courage is a Habit, told the Postmillennial that people who do not live in Maine should contact the committee members as well as Maine residents as the bill affects everybody's parental rights. Sample emails provided by the group tell the members that there is a lack of long-term studies on the benefits of gender-affirming care, which could result in the lifelong sterilization and surgical mutilation of children. With lawsuits against hospitals and schools on the rise in 2023, the public is becoming more aware of the potential risks associated with this bill, and protecting parental rights and the well-being of children should be our top priority. I urge you to vote not to pass on LD-1735. LD-1735 prohibits the enforcement of an order based on another state's law authorizing a child to be removed from the child's parent or guardian based on that parent or guardian allowing the child to receive gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care. A law enforcement agency would be prohibited from knowingly making or participating in the arrest or extradition of an individual on an out-of-state warrant for violating another state's laws on bringing a child to Maine to give sex change treatments. The bill updates rules on abandonment of a child or emergency situations, granting the state temporary emergency jurisdiction over the child if the child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care because of a parent or guardian. The bill also prevents courts from finding a case was brought forth in an inconvenient forum or the wrong court if the law or policy of another state that may take jurisdiction limits the ability of a parent to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care for a child and the provision of that health care is at issue in the case before the court. LD-1735 prohibits a court from considering the taking or retention of a child from a person who has legal custody of the child if the taking or retention was for obtaining gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care for the child. 
The bill mirrors similar laws passed in California, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Washington, and Minnesota. Louis told the post-millennial, refuse to let your kindness be weaponized against you. Quote, if you're wondering how you got there in Maine, wherever you live, it's because over time you've allowed your kindness to be weaponized against you and they kept moving that goalpost and now... Even when they're proposing a transgender trafficking bill, they're still using emotional blackmail to try to get you to accept this, he said. Louis continued and said, quote, They're literally opening up trafficking avenues by inviting children from other states where their parents do not agree to transgender sterilization drugs and mutilating surgeries, and they're going to welcome these kids in Maine using your taxpayer dollars through Medicaid to pay for these procedures, putting them in foster care opening them up to vulnerabilities like sex trafficking, like abuse, not to mention the lifelong irreversible procedures and drugs that the transgender cult promotes, end quote. So there is no slippery slope. You're here at the bottom now because they're willing to remove kids from parents, and the next step will be to remove your children from your home in Maine, Louis added, noting the instance of California. Moving on, Teacher of the Year says he was reassigned for three months after he too harshly stopped two male students from attacking a female. Kamar Rashad, who was named the Kentucky Department of Education's Teacher of the Year in September, told WDRB-TV that in October, he was reassigned for three months after too harshly, quote, stopping two male students from attacking a female student. A math teacher in Louisville's Breckenridge Metropolitan High School, Rashad, told the station after the incident officials reassigned him to non-instructional duties at the special needs East Bus Compound. WDRB said Jefferson County Public Schools wouldn't say why Rashad was reassigned, but he gave his side of the story Thursday on one day before he began resuming his teaching duties, saying, quote, I saw two males attack a female, and I went to the female's rescue, and I removed the two students off of that female, Rashad told the station. The two students said, I removed them too harshly. Rashad noted that WLKY-TV, that the two male students complained about him to the powers that be. He was not about to apologize, however, telling WLKY, please understand in the community, in school, anywhere I am going, I will never allow a lady to be attacked by a male. Rashad added to WDRB that the investigation is over and he was cleared to return Friday to the classroom, which the school district confirmed. And now this, the World Economic Forum hosts panel tomorrow for Disease X. Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the so-called global elites are gathering for a five-day annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland from January 15th through the 19th, and I'll bet they took their private jets to do so. Um, One of the topics on the agenda for January 17th has raised some eyeballs, preparing for Disease X. COVID has been reported to have claimed approximately 7 million wives worldwide, but disease X, on the other hand, they warn, could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. Something interesting about people in power is that not an insignificant number of them also happen to believe that the world is overpopulated. If a pandemic 20 times as deadly as COVID did happen, claiming 140 million lives, would global leaders mourn or secretly celebrate that the world's population was curbed? Yuval Noah Harari, one of Barack Obama's favorite authors and a frequent speaker at Davos, has said that the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be, what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Remember, in October of 2019, just months before COVID-19 was identified in Wuhan, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the WEF and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, described as 
a high-level pandemic exercise is out of the question to think another so-called pandemic could be just around the corner, right? Doctors like Peter McCullough and James Thorpe stress the importance of being prepared and having life-saving medications on hand for whatever emergency, pandemic or not, life throws at you next. You've seen all the threats from the establishment suggesting that there's not going to be drug availability in the not-too-distant future, according to obstetrician, gynecologist, and maternal fecal medicine specialist Dr. James Thorpe warns. They tell us they're threatening us that there's another pandemic coming. So look at that and protect yourselves, end quote. So what should we be doing? Stocking up, urged Dr. Thorpe. I've been doing this since 1995, always stocking up. I've been doing that for 20 years. And trust me, even before the pandemic, it saved a lot of my patients and family members because when they need the drugs, they can't get them, end quote. The wellness company has put together a medical emergency kit of eight potentially life-saving medications, which includes ivermectin and z for the treatment of a range of illnesses, including strep throat, pneumonia, COVID-19, nausea, and vomiting, and more the full list is linked in the article in of course my show notes and that is your news for today this has been your cross politic daily news brief if you like the show go ahead and hit that share button for me down below if you want to sign up for a pub membership a magazine subscription or tickets to our next conference this year in dallas fort worth head on over to fightlapfeast.com and as always if you want to send me a news story if you want to ask about this year's conference or if you want to become a corporate partner of cross politic email me at garrison at fightlapfeast.com for cross politic news i'm garrison hardy have a great rest of your day and lord bless